previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And I was a regular at Chatter for a while because I was on the trivia team. Oh, nice. Uh, with Claire and sure. you know, Jamie and all those. Dina. And Jeff. Yeah. Dina. Yeah, exactly. Oh, let's not, and, and oh, let's not forget. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. And, and Bobby and, and, and also Jen. Yeah. And? Get it. <laughs> Neil from <laughs> Of course. Neil, right. Of course. Neil, <laughs> Everyone forgets. Oh my God, Sorry, so Neil. Funny. But Neil, we had your back. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network, and we are here with Simon and Roxy. How's it going? Hi. Hey, pretty good. I have no voice. Yeah, you have no it's, voice. It's good. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, it was a big. It was a big day. Okay, let's just get day. let's just get into it. Well, actually, yeah. no, no, wait, wait. First, I do have to say a couple things. I hope Roxy, you didn't snoop around because she's been waiting for this for like four or five days now. Because you know we have these little apps that tell us like Happy National this day, Happy whatever day, <laughs> and today is Happy Don't Step on a Bee Day. Now, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Definitely don't do that. But this is definitely your day. Now I think you had your day about three weeks ago. I forget what they were. But they were like, maybe it was National Tap Dance Day or something. Yeah, that was May 28th. Whoa, you even know the date. Yes. Wow. wow. Okay. I'm impressed. May 25th. So it's been more than, it's been over a month. Okay. Well, it's now, this is your month again, because oh, it's National Pina Colada Day, which I know Ooh. you're a fan of. That's one of my favorite drinks, I too. I do like a pina colada. Sully needs to shut it, though, because he's making fun of us as we speak. It's I, fine. I he's don't, already I, getting his fingers whatever. on the tweet at this button. Point, at okay. this point, you take me as I am. <laughs> <laughs> and... Roxy, yeah. it's National Kitten Day. <gasps> oh. Stop. If y'all could have just seen her face. All right. Oh, you should get drunk and get a kitten. Oh, that's, that's yeah. the perfect combination. <laughs> and then have a horrible sugar hangover tomorrow. And yeah. that's okay. Then the kitty cat will, will help calm me down. Calm you down. Right. Help by scratching my your ear head. and just but snuggle me. Simon, you realize you're going to have to take care of the cat for us because we can't have pets here because this apartment you found us. You know, I don't know what you're, you know, we you can didn't smuggle. I, I think we can smuggle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Also, I just found out I, I moved to San Francisco, so I can't, I can't help you look after your cat. So. Wait, Wait, I'm uh, sorry. What? You're joking. N- right? No, that's, it's a joke. Cause I don't want to look after you. Oh. oh, okay. All right. Cause well, can we tell, can we tell the loyal listeners where you are at though? Yeah, I'm, okay. I am in a closet, but I'm in a closet in Las Vegas. In uh-huh. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. That's a terrible place to be in the closet. But anyway, so <laughs> Simon, let's get right into this because you sent us a video, which with your permission, we're going to post. Okay, You, you were may at, post it, which you, explains why I have no voice. Yeah, you were, um, at, you were at McHale's. multiple days later. but When you saw the cheap, cheap, cheap England victory over Denmark. Wow, we're going there. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's cheap, cheap that's victory. That's what the buzz was on Twitter. You know, I mean, Robert really? Berg might have said a few a, things about a like. Chicken. Cheap, well, I didn't cheap. even see it. Was yeah. it some penalty kick? Yes, yes. It was a penalty. Look, yes. Was it a soft penalty? Absolutely. But when you're running at that pace, even the slightest touch is going to knock you over. And uh, I think it was just a penalty. It's very, very soft. And everyone in the continent of Europe. Basically, if you're from England, we don't consider ourselves European. So we would say from the continent or European. Okay. All their media think it wasn't a penalty, but it was a penalty. Now, and, uh, but but we... we deserve to win anyway. If anyone listening to this watched the game, we were at the Danes next for like 45 minutes. Um, and they just put 10 men behind the ball the whole time. So we deserve to win. So you're saying yeah, it wasn't a but, flop? My God. There was no flopping involved? Is oh, that what you're trying to say? No. Well, we call it diving. But oh. um, I know that you guys call it flopping which is actually more fun. No, I, I look, oof, it's tricky. Because typically, <laughs> English people stand for not diving and, and all that kind of stuff. It, it was, it was, I'm just going to say it was a soft penalty, but it was a penalty, is, is where I'm going to land on that. Okay. And we're into our first final in 55 years. There you <laughs> go. Oh, 55 I mean, years. So what's, what's up next, Simon? Okay. T- talk us through this real quick, because I don't even know what's... Sunday. Sunday, 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 play? Sunday. We're playing Italy. Oh, no, I mean, I feel like Italia. everyone at this point is in, invested in this in this for me. Yeah, yeah, and it's at Wembley, which is where we last won our World Cup in 1966. But Italy looking very, very strong. But um, now, but yeah, so I, it, the thing you're going to post is me at a bar where there was hardly any Brits there, but I sat down next to two Brits who were like 22, so they didn't know half the history of the pain, you know, that we've had to go through for all those years. But uh, you know, you quickly make friends 
that Absolutely. upgrades when you're watching now, an online game. Simon, you know and my family's all from Italy, right? So we might have a beef here. Competition. Little side bet. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> so wait, th that's the semifinals though, right? No, no, the final. Is oh, this is Sunday. the final? We, this we is it. We just played the semifinal. Oh, wait, so this is it. Final. This so is when Italy beats you, Italy happen. wins the whole thing. Yeah, we'll, wow. we'll win the whole thing on Sunday. So when Absolutely. Italy wins. Okay, great. Good to know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So real quick, Loyal Littles, some other things to get into. Quick congratulations to Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we, we are going to try to do some sports here. We know nothing about it. I'm sorry, who? Yeah, exactly. They, I don't remember. Nice oh, they beat Montreal. They beat Montreal. Four to one, four games to one. They are the Stanley Cup champions. I believe someone. Oh, hockey. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Someone mentioned that it was like a repeat or something. I guess maybe they won last year. I don't even know. Uh, NBA update. Uh, we'll just, maybe we should skip that. I don't know. Because. Phoenix is up to nothing. Let's move on because no one, none of our <laughs> listeners want to hear anything about that because well, Steve, we all know. Well, <laughs> let's just say what it is. They Phoenix did what they're supposed to do. They won the first two at home, so now they're going to Milwaukee tonight mm -hmm. and or no tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. That's right. They have two, a day extra day because of travel. Uh, and I have actually one semi-correction. We were talking about the hot dog eating contest in my version of what I want with the buns without watering. I, I didn't mean you can't have any water. Okay. There was a misconception there when I said dipping them in the water. I meant dipping in the water. You can have a beverage. It doesn't even have to be water. It can be beer. You can drink whatever you want. I mean, obviously you're not going to be able to eat like multiple, multiple hot dogs with a dry bun and not have any fluids with it. So I made yeah, you, you didn't make that clear at all. I, you de I definitely was under the impression that you were saying no fluids. No, no, no. I meant you shouldn't dip them in to make the bun soggy is what I was trying to yeah, say. I What's the like difference between that and washing it down with, with water anyway? It's because same, it's harder same. to eat. You have to chew it through. Uh, it's it's just, the texture. Yeah, it's just gross. It's the texture. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. And so real quick, before we get to our Meet the Littles guest, we have a few tweets and emails and stuff like that. Uh, we actually got a tweet from one of our tinies. Oh, that yeah. was kind of fun. That so was fun. we actually got a, a, a message from Maeve Walsh, which we thought was fun. And she actually said, can you please tell Roxy, I have no idea what fear the deer means either. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was sweet. Thanks, you know, Maeve. <laughs> Maeve looking out for Roxy here. Appreciate it. All right. And then our next one came. Now, this is also fun, too, to know that some of our co-hosts actually listen to the show, yeah. unlike Tiny Chuck. Actually, but, he listened that one time within like seconds of you posting. Oh, this yeah. This was a couple episodes ago. And he all right. wrote in to give wow. you. I don't even know what the show is called. So, yeah. <laughs> Simon never listens. But we got a we got a little message from Ritz. From Ritz. Yeah. Ritz says, FYI, they had fireworks on the Empire State Building last year. Big surprise ending as seen from our apartment. And he sent a picture of a picture and from their apartment. From their apartment, the view of the Empire State Building from last year, I believe. And it is beautiful. So maybe that was the first time they did it. We weren't here last year, unfortunately. Yeah, we were, we down were in Tennessee. taking care of my dad down in Nashville. Yep. So at this uh, this time last year. Yep. So, but that was really wow, cool. Wow, that, that's kind of a brag, really. That's like nice apartment and brag. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, Ritz, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a really good way of doing it. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, subtle. Actually, I, Very they subtle. Last year. Yeah. It was, it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, and then real quick, we have an email from James Cunningham. Chuck and Roxy, I have to say the recruiting services website you discussed sounds interesting to me, but it's probably not for everyone. I am a huge college football fan, so much of a college football fan that I follow recruiting. I'm not sure a topic like that would be interesting to those who aren't as diehard a fan as I am. Getting into this type of topic is a Pandora's box of crazy. The explosion of seven-on-seven seven teams, the three main recruiting services, and how the kids rank, and the explosion of recruiting staffs and how it all works together is a topic that even college football-only podcasts only gloss over because it is such a dense topic that only true diehard fans with very little else going on in their lives care about. So we appreciate that feedback. That's fine. Yeah. As I said, you know, in the last podcast, I figured that would be a great guest for the big show because they do all the sports over there. And that's, right. that's what, those are good topics over there. Right. All right, you two, let's get out of here. Let's get to our Meet the Littles guest. We are very excited about this one. We literally reached out. She immediately got back to us and said, yes, I'll do this. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you know how we do the little thing at the end? Where you do where I we usually pick a little soundbite. The stinger. The stinger, we call it, I guess is what we call it. There were so many to choose from. Littles, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. 
the Loyal Littles podcast in your ear on the WTFC Podcast Network. Here's Chuck and Roxy. Truth is everywhere. Sometimes I'm too blind to see, but the truth is everywhere. The truth is I don't know. The truth is I don't know. The truth is I may never know. The truth is I don't know. We are being played in this episode by the Briars. And they are made up of Robert Lovett and Jerris Schmidt. And Robert Lovett's the one that wrote in giving us permission to play this song, and it's called The Truth. They write in and say, We wrote The Truth as an acknowledgement of the fact that the voices in our head can get in the way of seeing what is really going on. We try to figure things out and define the truth with our thoughts, but sometimes we just need to stop and let the truth find us instead of the other way around. And you can see a lot of their stuff over on YouTube. Just head over there and search The Briars, and that is B-R-I-A-R-S. And as always, we'll play the full song, The Truth, at the end of the podcast. The truth is there is love. The truth is there is hate. The truth is there is love and hate. Not choose love today. All right, all you loyal Littles, it's now time to meet the Littles. And boy, do we have another fun one with you today. Last minute. This was amazing. We'll get into that. Please welcome to the podcast, Debbie Mittman. Hi, Debbie. How's it going? Hey, guys. Going well. How are you guys doing? Good. We're doing great. Yeah. Now, I have to say, you this was one of the quickest turnarounds because we've been trying. This has been in the works for a little while, mm-hmm. and our schedules just kept getting either you were busy or we were busy, whatever. And it was just on a whim this morning. Why don't you tell the story? Well, it just so happened that my husband had an emergency tooth extraction this morning oh, no. and was knocked out. So he is now upstairs sleeping off the anesthesia. So that that freed up my afternoon. So so what better time to do a podcast, right? right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You did also just say that he woke up briefly, but you gave him chocolate donuts. Is that right? That is correct. When When I picked up his pain meds, I stopped it. Duncan and got him his favorite double chocolate donuts. So he should be good for a while. Okay, so we're we're good to get this interview in. That's perfect. In our opinion, that's going above and beyond. So we thank you for that. So, well, Debbie, we know you're a loyal listener and we really appreciate that. So why don't we turn it over to you? Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles. I know a lot of littles know who you are, but uh, tell us who you are and anything you want the loyal littles to know about Debbie. Okay. Well, I would actually be shocked if a lot of Littles know who I am, Um, although I have become more active in the the Loyal Littles group. And I apologize if you hear my 19-year-old cat. I just did, and I got really excited. You should have seen Roxy's face just now. That was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Um, Well, yeah, I knew Roxy would like that. What's her name? I apologize. She's 19, and she's old, and she's crotchety, and I can't hide her up in the bedroom like I can my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Well, what's what's her name? Her name is Kelly. Kelly. We had a a cat um, that overlapped with Kelly, who was no longer with us, but his name was Cal. And so... Anyone who is a Baltimore Orioles mm-hmm. fan, hello, Joe Arrow, Cal and Kelly Ripken yes. were like super couple for a while till they got divorced. Oh. So that, that's where Kelly came from. Oh, wow. That's wow. kind of neat. So big baseball fan, which we'll obviously get into that in a little bit. Yes. But go ahead. Tell us all about yourself. Okay. Yeah. So where was I? Oh, yeah. So I think I got past my name. Right. <laughs> and I live in Beltsville, Maryland, which is a suburb of Washington, D.C. And we've been here since 1981. So I consider myself a Marylander now, mm. although I was born on Long Island, which I'm sure we can also get into sure. later. I am retired. I've been retired for four years now, which I 
was surprised that I didn't go crazy after about three weeks of <laughs> being retired, but I actually love it. So I'm very glad to live the life of leisure now after being a workaholic for so long. That's great. All right. So, well, let's start there then. Where, what did you do? I Kelly. Uh, uh-huh. Kelly would like to tell you what she does. I'm yeah. so sorry. That's, That's okay. Um, okay. I was a banker which, I don't know, I guess that sounds kind of boring, but I did that since I was in my 20s. And I worked helping out the branches. I worked in branch operations. I really enjoyed it. And I wouldn't recommend anyone get into banking at this point Mm -hmm. since it's one of those, I think, dying careers, but it it was good for me. That's awesome. It's so great to enjoy what you do. Yep. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And did you go to school for that? So why don't you go back to, so you grew up on Long Island. Where did you go to school and all that stuff? Okay. So I, I was actually born in Brooklyn and I will also now go on a tangent and tell you that I was born at the Brooklyn Women's Hospital and I actually had my picture in the newspaper as oh. being the 60,000th baby Whoa. born at Brooklyn Women's Hospital. It was all a lie. Oh, really? My birth father was in advertising. Uh, and there you go. <laughs> he convinced whatever the local newspaper was to run a story so he could get his daughter and his wife in the newspaper. Wow. <laughs> that could be a good trivia question then. Right. There you go. Do you actually right. know who the 60,000 was by any chance? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's me. Yeah, it's you. Yeah. It's officially you. It obviously was me. Anyway, my mom got remarried. We moved to Suffolk County, mm-hmm. which is where Tony is from. Yes. And I'm from the North Shore, not the South Shore, Gosh. like he is. And when we were, when I was 10, we moved to Orlando, which was a real culture shock for sure. me, mm. especially since this was pre-Disney World. Sure. Orlando was just kind mm-hmm. of a sleepy little Florida town. Right. Um, so I lived there, and then I went to college in Atlanta to Emory University, and I majored in psychology, which is, of course, why I became a banker. A banker right. <laughs> <laughs> My professor once told the class, he said, you really need a doctorate if you're going to do anything in psychology. He said, or at the minimum, a master's. He said, now, I did see one of my students recently who graduated with a bachelor, and he was driving a Coke truck. Obviously, psychology itself isn't going to really get you a career as a bachelor's, but um, when I graduated, I was done. I never regretted going back for any more degrees, and I just kind of fell into banking. I I actually worked at Walt Disney World when I was in high school and college in the summers, and I wanted to get a job that I didn't have to wear a costume mm-hmm. and where I would work normal business hours. Sure. So right. I figured a bank teller definitely met those criteria. <laughs> so, I mean, I have to ask now. So when you say costume, does that uh-huh. mean you were one of the characters? <sighs> no, I wish I were. Oh, okay. I am five feet tall. Yeah. And at my height, I could have been one of the mice. Oh, Okay. Cinderella's, Cinderella's mice. mice, right? Yeah. Because they are, that costume was for someone who is five feet tall. But no, that's a very, very, very difficult uh, gig to land. Yes. Um, so I did really? something very boring and I sold tickets. Okay. And I worked in a ticket and information booth inside the park, which was actually a lot of fun because. It was really more information than tickets. Mm -hmm. So I learned everything you would ever want to know about Disney World because people asked every question on the earth. Yeah, right. right. That's so cool. Now, I have to go back for a second. That surprises me because I've heard nightmare horror stories about those costumes and how hot they are. And I would almost think, don't get me wrong, I think it would be cool to say, hey, I was Mickey Mouse or whatever. But I just, that's amazing to me that it's such a high sought out 
gig, I guess, unless they get paid more. I don't know how the whole thing works, but you know what I mean? Those things must be really hot. Yeah. Yeah, I think they are. And I do think they get paid more and they have a handler. So they have someone that comes out not in costume, I guess, you know, kind of blending in with the crowd to look after them Mm -hmm. and make sure they don't get knocked down or or worse. But yeah, and I don't think they're on stage, so to speak that often i think they're on for 50 off for 10 on, oh you know, i see gotcha sure. that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah that but that was a really really long time ago i actually worked at disney world the very first summer they were open oh wow so, oh wow that's really 1972 cool. mm-hmm. now roxy have you been to Dis- you've been to disney world, i've been right? to disney yeah. Four times. Four times. Wow. No. And a Disney cruise. Yes, four times. Which we briefly and a Disney mentioned. cruise. We have, we have friends who work at Disney. I have a few friends that are currently down there and a couple others who kind of in and out have worked there. And one of them, she said, if you're a character, like you have to sit on your breaks and learn how to write each character that you play their signature because every signature is so distinct and everyone who plays that character has to be able to do it the same way every single time. It's really, really interesting. Now see, I wouldn't even think about that. Yeah. Would never even thought of that. Yeah. So if like kids compare Mickey's signature, yeah, it it probably like, wait, this is not yeah. You know, mine's the real Mickey. Although now I'd like to think <laughs> it should be like one of those things with like Santa Claus. You know, it's like you get it. Right. You, you know, you walk down three corners right. and you right. say th- three different Santas. Oh, those are Santa's helpers. But this is a testament to Disney and what every little detail that they look at and work on and make sure is perfection every yeah. single time. It's really pretty cool. Yeah. I know I said that on the last whenever we talked about it. They do it right. Yeah. It's expensive, but it they it's do worth it right. It. I mean, for the most part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I agree. And I'm really glad that that was my very, very first job. Yeah, that's so Because cool. the first two days of training have nothing to do with the work you're going to do. It's all about understanding Disney, mm-hmm. all about understanding customer service. Yep. Yep. And it gave me such a great basis for my career that to me, it was totally worth it just to learn how to deal with the public, the guests. Right. Yeah. That come there. Um, and that, you know, you really are in a show right. when, sure. when you're working there, even if all you're doing is selling tickets and giving out information. So I, it, they, they definitely do it right. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, that's information, information for, for life. life. <laughs> <laughs> that we just said at the same time. No, it is because it's a life lesson that a lot of people never learn. Right. And they don't know how to deal with people in the public. And even if it's just like, I'm, I'm going to go real deep here and say, <laughs> bring it down to like managing a softball team that I do three times a week. Right. We're dealing with different personalities mm-hmm. and different whatever, how people approach you on things and just everything. Just it's learning it's, how to adapt to any and all situations yeah, exactly. that people throw at you. And yes. Yeah. Yep. And all kinds of different people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, was that the only job you had before going into banking? Uh, I took a little break from banking and I worked at Hunt Wesson Foods, which was a packaging plan for oil and shortening in Savannah. Oh, oh wow. wow. Now, hello, though, Savannah. <laughs> Roxy, you've never been to Savannah. I've never been. I love Savannah. I've played Savannah probably like seven or eight times. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh. It is a beautiful city. It sure is. But when I lived there, there was a, a union camp paper plant, and it stunk. Oh, no. I mean, the whole city just smelled. And so it was so incongruous because you're looking at the gorgeous azaleas and mm-hmm. and the, all the nice squares downtown, and you're going... <laughs> What is that smell? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed living there. My husband was stationed there in the army. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so we were there for like three years. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. It's, and, w- and where did you meet your husband? <laughs> um, <I'm, laughs> it sounds, sorry. I love, we love when guests do that because it sounds like we're asking the right question. Right. So <laughs> I don't know, maybe not. My, my best friend and I went to Cocoa Beach on New Year's Day just to go to the beach because mm-hmm. it was like, it's a little over an hour from Orlando and her dad was in the military also. They retired to Cocoa Beach and her mom said, well, as long as you're going to the beach, I need you to bring this bag of oranges to Mrs. Mittman. So we went over to their house and he was actually across the street sitting at the pool 
nursing a hangover. <laughs> and we ended up meeting him and talking and I think having lunch there or something. And on the way home, I told my friend, I said, Susan, I'm going to marry him. Aww. Stop it. And she's, she's like, trip? You want to marry him? Because I mean, she'd known him since she was in fifth grade. Right. Right. And she didn't see him as romantic material. Sure. Now, if you don't mind me asking, how old were you at this time? I was a sophomore in college. Wow. Yeah. And so my sorority was having a formal. And so I called him up because he was still home on his Christmas break. And I asked him if he'd go to the formal with me. So he flew up from Cocoa Beach to Atlanta and went to my formal. And then on back to college, he went to MIT, so he flew back up to Boston. Oh, my gosh. So, obviously, he was very interested. Very smitten. Right. (laughs) He didn't remember who I was. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait. So, wait, wait, wait. I'm not buying that. He's just just saying that. He said, he told me he was being polite. No. Because I, I guess because, you know, my best friend was an old family friend. So. Okay, but wait a minute. I mean, <laughs> we're not talking like he drove an hour. You know what I mean? I think exactly. we might have to, we might, I know he's a little laid up right at the moment, but we might have to come back and do right. a, a meet the tinies interview or something because I'm not buying that, to be honest. But okay. anyway. That's He's probably I'm... forgotten it was so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. I mean, to jump on a flight to go to a dance. Right. I mean, it's uh-huh. not like it was even like a wedding or With something. With someone you've and... only met once that right. you claim you don't remember. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right. Well, listen, Debbie, this has been great. Now, you've got to stick around. We, we haven't even gotten to anything yet, pa- practically, but this has been fantastic. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay. All right, Loyal Littles, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Why don't we do one of our Littles Helping Littles moments? Let's do it. We've got quite a few. We've got tons of books. Yeah. Let's start with the books. We've got, of course, we have Rich Ottinger, Do You Serve Food Here? Don't forget to go out and get that. We also have Dr. David Wilde's book, The Handbook of College Student Excuses, and we also have a code for that. And that code is VU28Q. And just go to Smashwords and search the title and use the code. Use the code. Use the code. I believe it's 50% off. I mean, hello. And then we've got the great Mark Schaefer, Certainty of Uncertainty. That's the name of his book, certaintyofuncertainty.com. And that's how you can go to the website and get his book there. Then we've also got some of our oldies but goodies. We've got Rob Colpine, diamondbackgrip.com. I use it. It works great. Yep. Go get one. Mm-hmm. We've also got Eric Londrigan's Red Bubble page, oh, right. redbubble.com, and search Eric Londrigan, all one word. And then we have our newest one. This one's kind of exciting. And this is Steve Lipton writes in and he said he wants us to all to know he's playing bass on Friday, October 15th at the Rams Head on stage in Annapolis, Maryland with Mark Bryan. Now, it's Mark Bryan and the Screaming Trojans is the name of the band. Now, we all know Mark Bryan from, of course, Hootie and the Blowfish. So that's really cool. They grew up together. If you haven't heard that interview, go back, search Steve Lipton's interview. He came on to meet the Littles and he'll be playing with them. He says, run out and get tickets because they're going to go fast. The best way is to go to ramsheadonstage.com and you can search the event there. And it's Friday, October 15th. Mark, Brian, and the Screaming Trojans. And thanks one and all for all you littles helping littles. And now, Roxy. Back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And I'm kind of laughing inside a little bit, Roxy here, because we're here with Debbie Mittman and hilariously, and we get this a lot. We're not, we're not going to try and pass this off that, but we have so many littles that write in They're like, well, I'll come on, but I don't have much to say. Well, meanwhile, we haven't even really gotten into anything. So let's get into how did you become a little? How did you hear about Tony? How did you start listening? All that kind of stuff. Well, my husband watched PTI and I guess Oh, I know. He must have watched it before I got home from work. But then I guess he started TiVoing it, so I started watching it with him. And I really enjoyed it. 
So I became a loyal fan of PTI, and I used to read Tony off and on in the Washington Post, Mm -hmm. since that's our local newspaper here. So I knew him from the paper, and I knew he was hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) And then when he started his podcast, I found out about that from another podcast um, I don't know if you know who Tony Perkins is. He used to be the weatherman on GMA a long time ago. Oh, okay. But he's local here. He's on TV here. And he had a podcast, and he brought Tony on to his podcast. I'm sure Tony was doing the rounds, mm-hmm. you know, to talk up his podcast. Sure. And so I'm like, oh, he's doing a podcast? I'm going to start listening to that. So I believe his first podcast was around Labor Day mm-hmm. um, when he first started. And so... I've been listening since the very, very first podcast. Wow. Oh, that's neat. Now, is your husband technically a little as well, or he's just a PTI fan? (laughs) He's a PTI guy, and I'm not sure he doesn't hate watch Mm -hmm. PTI (laughs) 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 because, well, he really doesn't like Wilbon. Okay. Okay. Um, But I think he likes Tony a little better. I'm not sure he now isn't watching it because I like it so much. Right. Gotcha. Well, that's sweet. So, yeah, he doesn't listen to any podcasts or gotcha. anything like that. But, you know, sometimes I'll talk about the podcast. And, you know, I've sent in a few emails. And we can talk about that in a minute. But Tony will say something on PTI and he'll say, why don't you send Tony an email and tell him blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's not like we're email buddies. Right. (laughs) My sending something in to Tony is, that's not going to fix whatever concern you have. Well, okay. Well, since you brought it up, emails. So you've had some emails right on the show? I did have one email read on the show. I think I've sent in about four. So that's not a bad percentage. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And I had sent in, because you know, he's such a fan of the Rascals. Sure. And I sent in an email telling him about when I saw the Rascals, my very first concert when I was 10 years old at the Long Island Arena. Wow. So it was really fun for me because... You know, this was back when they had everybody on the show together and yeah. and people were talking about it and kind of discussing back and forth when I was had written who was in the, on the program and stuff. And right. at the end of it, Tony goes, now that was a great email. Aww. Affirmation, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's great. That's I wonder it would have been hilarious, though, if he said, oh, I was at that concert. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been something. Uh, you would have, like, hit the floor, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, you know, when you think about it, that was highly possible because yeah. I think Tony is, like, seven years older than I am. Gotcha. So he would have been... He would have been at a more normal age to go to a concert. Yeah, right, right. right. To a but he might have been. But he also might have been too cool, like a too cool of a teenager to go to that you right. know, at the time. Yeah. You know, who true, knows? True. So, um, so I love that we're bouncing all over the place here. And so, obviously, I'm guessing you're a big baseball fan. I mean, you named your two cats after a, a baseball yeah. player. So it, that is right. Okay, so that's where all your fandom. Your uh, what? What other teams do you follow? What's your favorite team and all that stuff? Sure. So I actually grew up a Mets fan living on Long Island. But once we moved here, I became an Orioles fan because there were no Nationals. Um, But now I'm a huge Nationals fan. Oh, okay. Um, So yes, baseball is absolutely my favorite sport. Has been since I can remember. My second favorite sport is hockey, which I know you're not really into, but we actually have season tickets to the Washington Capitals. Wow. So, yeah. So well, we that's talk a lot about of that. fun. It was, was a lot of fun and right. <laughs> until what? we couldn't go to games anymore. Right. So what was that? So you were season ticket holders during the cup season? That was our first season. Stop it. Wow. All right. Eat your heart out, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was was magical. I mean, that's just how I describe it. It was absolutely magical. It was so much fun. Of course, it's been downhill since, but that was just an amazing, an amazing season. So how does that work for hockey? Now, do you get to go to all the playoff games or are those separate? Yep. 
well, we have to pay for them separately, oh, but course. yes. And we actually go to all the games. We don't split our tickets with anybody. Wow. So that, That's dedication. Yeah, so that means we go to all the playoff games for, is... you know, in a normal year. Right? Well, that's interesting, though, because you sat there and said baseball is my favorite sport, but it sounds like hockey's very close second, if not tied, I would think. Well, yeah, it's moving up there. Well, it's interesting because the Caps are the only team that my husband and I have in common. Oh, okay. He is still an Orioles fan. Okay. And, I mean, he'll watch the Nationals, but he's an Orioles fan. And I'm a Baltimore Ravens football fan, and he follows the Minnesota Vikings. Oh. So hockey really is the only thing that that's our favorite team in common right so that's something that the two of you can enjoy together exactly exactly and actually i had bought him the season tickets for his birthday in april of 2017 so that the season we actually went to was the 2018 season so um and it was you know quite an extravagant gift well i was gonna say roxy take note of this (laughs) because Yeah. Like, that's um, a pretty freaking great gift. That eh? is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, well, of course, you know, selfishly, I get to enjoy well, it too. Well, that's true. That's right. true. Right. Of course. But at the end of the season, he's like, so we're going to renew for next year? I'm Aww. like, yeah. So we're going into our fourth our fourth season with the Caps. So it's, amazing. It's been oh, a lot of fun. Amazing. Now, I will tell you that we did have season tickets to the Orioles from 1983 to 1988. Ooh. So again, I don't know if we're a jinx or what. 1983, our first season with yeah. the Orioles was the, the last time they won the World Series. Yeah. So once again, our first season, okay. they won the championship <laughs> and kind of downhill from there. So uh, Okay, but in your defense... I mean, what what was the last year? Eighty eight, you said. Yeah, yeah, it was the year they went zero and twenty. Right, zero and twenty one to start the season, I believe, or maybe it was twenty three. Yeah. Uh oh, Bobby. Yeah, it was it was zero and twenty a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but my yeah. point is, in your defense, they've had plenty of time to revive themselves since you stopped going as season ticket holders, and they haven't good done that. So because yeah. trust Thank me, thank you. That makes me feel better. Good because we follow them religiously because of Tiny Chuck. Tiny Chuck is a diehard O's fan. He, yes, that's right. I forgot. I, yeah. And which seems very strange for someone who lives in Springfield, right. Missouri. Right. right. No, no stranger than my husband being a Vikings fan. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, it's Cal. I think Cal was a big part of that. Oh, that's right. He did say that. Yeah. That's true. Yep. And he's actually, this is a minor hilarious side story. He's the single-handedly person that got me back into baseball because I was a huge follower growing up and because of my dad and everything. And then once I kind of right. hit college, I was what you call a casual fan. Like I checked the standings every other week to see. And of course, the, oh, Red, wow. Sox, the Red Sox stunk back then anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was like, eh. and I actually had a music history professor who was a diehard Sox fan. And so I'd hear her talk about it, every, you know, because that was one of those years that was the Sox started off really well. They were like eight and one or nine and one. And so she was really excited. And then, of course, you know, they lost like 12 in a row or something. So right. and that was typical Red Sox back then. So, yeah, yeah, it wasn't until I met Chuck on tour of the Jekyll and Hyde tour. And <laughs> so we were on tour for about three or four months before baseball season started. And just casually, he said to me, oh, are you a baseball fan? I said, well, sort of. You know, he's like, oh, who's your team? He's like, I'm like, Red. he's like, oh, Red Sox. He's like, oh, we play you opening day. And I was like, oh, OK, well, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, and we toured on buses for that tour. It was a bus and truck, they call it. And so you wow. have your own bus seat. And so people decorate the windows and stuff like that. Well, anyway, so that was the year. Uh, I want to say it was 2001. Yeah, it was, I think it was 2000 or 2001. And Nomo pitched the no-hitter on opening day oh, for, wow. the, for the Red Sox. So you better believe the next day as a joke, because I, yeah. like I said, I wasn't even really a big fan. I cut out all the, you know, the front page articles and put them on my window <laughs> in the bus. And he was like, he's like, okay, I've clearly created a monster already. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, so that the rest of that tour, cause we were on tour together for another, I don't even remember three, four months. So, I mean, the, practically almost the whole baseball season, we're like just talking shop and he's the one that now I'm like crazy, crazy, crazy baseball mm-hmm. fan. So. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I owe it all to him. So when we lose, I blame him. So I'm like, this is all your fault. <laughs> all right, Debbie. Well, we, one more question. I, I think it's kind of a favorite sometimes. What is the one thing that Tony does that drives you the most nuts? Well, Tony says he's an English major. Yeah. But every time he says the word amount instead of number, 
it drives me crazy. And I just yell into my AirPods, you don't mean amount, you mean number. <laughs> so it's just there are a few of his English grammatical issues. How have I, I, I don't think I've ever picked up on this. Yeah, I don't know why I'm so sensitive to it. <laughs> but I, I think that's something that a lot of people get confused between number and amount mm-hmm. and like, uh-huh. least and fewest and that sort right. of thing so and no I obviously was not an English major although I think English probably was my best subject mm-hmm. but I saw that as even more worthless than a psychology degree so I, I do pride myself on my spelling and my grammar and my punctuation so uh-huh. He just makes me nuts when he uses the wrong word. <laughs> and it's, I have to say, it's so funny to hear you talk about psychology because I had to take four semesters of it and I hated it. But my, oh. my degree was in education. I shouldn't say I hated it. I just wasn't very good at it. So, of course, you know, when it's driving the GPA down a little bit, it always oh, yeah. annoys you. You yeah. know what I mean? I was never great at it. And, of course, of you know, course. because in college, being a music major, I had so many rehearsals, so many... I just didn't have a lot of time to devote to those. But I wanted the liberal arts degree. And so you had to do all that stuff. But I will say, when I would come home on Christmas break, I loved doing some of the experiments on my nieces and nephews. (laughs) Of course. Because one of them was was child psychology I had to take. Because, you know, becoming a teacher and stuff. And trying you read about them in the books and you're like, oh, I got to try this in real life just to see. (laughs) And some of them really did. One was for attention span. Mm. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and it was totally, it was fun to watch it live in action. So I do have to say that. Right. Right. Well, I always say that, you know, I may not be doing anything specifically in my field, but I used it every day at work, you know, one (laughs) one respect or another. And I think, you know, it helped me just kind of understand people better. Right. And work with people better. Gotcha. I'm going to ask a question. I don't think we've asked this before. Do you have a favorite childhood memory? Favorite childhood memory? Gosh, that's a tough one. But because of you, Roxy, this is how I'm going to answer it. Okay. In 1964, I danced at the New York State Pavilion at the World's Fair. Wow. Wow. Yep, with my dancing class, I went to the Luan Studio of Dance. And so we did, I think, a ballet number and a tap number at the pavilion. So that was actually very, very exciting. And I think it's almost more exciting looking back at it Mm -hmm. than, you know, knowing as a nine-year-old that I was performing at the World's Fair. Wow. Wow. So this Bury the Lead moment has been brought to you by, we'll just pick one of our sponsors. That's amazing. How did that? That is so, so cool. So what was that like? You know, it was a really long time ago. Right. But I mean, I still remember and, you know, maybe it's because I look at the pictures of, you know, me and my my tutu and my my costumes. (laughs) But I mean, it was exciting. I don't remember being nervous. I was probably too young to be nervous. Right. But it was fun. I mean, I'm assuming that New York State just, you know, reached out to different local areas and put people in the pavilion Mm -hmm. on a, you know, a regular basis. Because I do remember there being a whole program of who is going to be performing the day that we were there. That is so, so cool. Yeah, but looking back, I mean, that's a big to-do. That's not like the state fair. No, that's That's, a big deal. That's not like the county fair. Right. That's that's a big deal. That's the world's fair. Right, Right, exactly. I know people that go over there just to walk around the area where it was. Right. Just to see what's there. Well, that would be interesting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I love that. That's, that's I knew you would. I, I was thinking it. everybody that comes on talks about their singing mm-hmm. and that always leaves you out from your dancing, Roxy. So I thought I'd <laughs> put in a plug for some, well, some tap dance. Well, you. I think we found the answer to the next question I had, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's a special <laughs> hidden talent that you have that no one else knows about? <laughs> yeah, I was afraid you were going to ask me that question because I don't have one. So well, uh, yes, I will fall back on something from decades and decades ago. Tap dancing. <laughs> tap dancing. That I, used to, that I used to dance. How, now, how many years did you dance? It wasn't a lot. You know, we moved to Florida the next year okay. and I don't remember going to class again. Mm-hmm. So it was probably like three or four years when I was in the single digits of my life. <laughs> so I have another one because only because you've now let us, you've given us a window into 
your life and your husband and all that stuff. Well, this one could be fun, actually, because of that you work there. What is your favorite Disney movie? Oh, gosh, there are so many. I love Little Mermaid Mm -hmm. because I love the songs from it. But also the classics like Sleeping Beauty and Mm -hmm. Snow White. Well, hard to pick one. Well, speaking of, let's piggyback. Which of the seven dwarfs is most like you? (laughs) Um, That's a good question. So... I will just say happy. Oh, I love that. We agree. I Yeah. For the limited time we've known you. And we also (laughs) think if I asked which one would be your husband, I think we know. So we don't need to go there. Uh, (laughs) And you'd be right. (laughs) What is your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday is Christmas. I just love it because it's a whole season Mm -hmm. it's not just one day right and everybody's just in such a good mood and there's christmas music and gifts and decorating gotta be christmas so follow-up question how early do you start listening to christmas music (laughs) i am old-fashioned in that i don't want christmas season to start until i put the fork down on my thanksgiving pie amen I am am one of the few people who doesn't put up a Christmas tree to like the second week in December. So I start listening to Christmas music the day after Thanksgiving. Amen. That's great. Now, I grew up, we would start November 1st. Really? But now with my job, I start in, I start listening because I have to for my job in October. Um, in October. For the record, I, oh. I did not know this about the in-laws. I'm going to have to have a conversation with my mother and father-in-law now. Oh, I no. Think. My mom calls me up still to this day. Every <laughs> November 1st, early in the morning, she'll call me up. And the first song she would always play was Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> Christmas, their Christmas album. She would pop it oh in, wake us up to it. We'd go to school. But now to this day, she still calls me up. And whether I answer or she leaves a message, I hear, Jingle bells, jingle bells. You know, the... Um, oh, my gosh. That's yeah. so- so sweet. Yeah, but it's Debbie, it's so wrong, but it's so sweet. Right, it's so wrong. <laughs> it's so De- wrong. <laughs> Debbie, now, see, seriously, you get married and you still don't know anything about <laughs> your spouse here. I don't know how I've been able to hide Well, that from I you. think I have the answer because, see, Debbie, I always leave town oh, like the right. last, the third week of October to that's go on right. tour with White Christmas. <laughs> so I'm never here. I don't think, have we ever spent a November 1st together? Yeah, this past November 1st. Oh, this November, and yeah, my mom true. called right. and I think you were either still sleeping or Maybe. somewhere else. I don't know where you were because you were here. Okay, that's true. That's um, true. This is, but this is like the only one. Yeah. Because we're never together on November 1st. <laughs> that's, that's kind of fun actually. Yeah. Now, and just real quick follow up. Are you like me, January 1st? Done? <laughs> I'm actually done before January. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, okay. So well, like, and, and again, there's a reason behind that. My family always took down the Christmas tree like the 28th, 29th of December. Okay. And I didn't realize that normal families <laughs> took their tree down around um, New Year's. And But I realized the reason that my mother did that. My brother's birthday is December 30th. Oh. And so that meant Christmas time was over. Right now. And now it's time for Stephen's birthday. Oh, that's nice. Right. That's actually nice. That's, that's a yeah, hard time so I for think, kids. You know what? I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a hard time for kids. You know, yeah. Exactly. I can't... It's bad enough your birthday is five days from Christmas, but, right. you know, to have it all bleeding together like yeah. that. So this, right. you know, this way he definitely had his own unique day. Sure. That's I mean, awesome. we have, I have a couple friends that were born on Christmas. That mm-hmm. I can't even fathom. Oof. But yeah, that, the that's worst. just, yeah, the worst. <laughs> So anyway, wow, that's great. Now, uh, my family, it was a little different because we always had two trees because my dad's big Italian family. And so I don't know if you know what Little Christmas is. Uh, we would always keep the one tree up till Little Christmas. And because, uh, you know, the 12 days of Christmas actually start after Christmas. Right. Right. It's not right. 12 days before Christmas, which a lot of people think that's that's mm-hmm. not it. So anyway, so but that's what we did. So we always took it down around New Year's before we went back to school. And then we kept up the little tree for little Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then we would take that down. I think it's January 6th or 7th. Yeah, I think it's January 6th. Yeah. Wow. So this has been great. I mean, okay, miss, I have nothing to talk about. (laughs) Well, it just means you're a really good interviewer. Oh, that's, that's, that's too kind. Well, Debbie, we are almost out of time. This has been incredible. So thank you so much for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. Uh, Is there anything you want to plug or anything like that? How can we find you? You're on, are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter, 
but I'm pretty much just a lurker as opposed to a poster. Love but it. I am on Twitter at Deb Mitman. Okay, great. And I, I we love that you use the word lurking. Yes. That's that's one we've adopted here at the Loyal Littles Podcast. Yes. So we, oh, perfect. It's, it's just so much better than stalking. Yeah. <laughs> So, it's a little more polite. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Little yeah, bit. Yeah, so we like to lurk just as much as the next person. So, all right. Well, as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over, under. Definitely over. Okay. Nice. Even with your kitty cat. Yes. Yeah. We've been lucky and our, our cats have not attacked toilet paper. Oh, good. Oh, wow. Lucky. You're one yes, of the lucky ones. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, that's yes. One of, one of the few things that... She um, hasn't attacked. They haven't attacked, <laughs> yes. Well, Debbie, thank you again. I mean, this was such short notice. We really appreciate it, mm-hmm. and we hope your husband recovers well. Yes. And, thank you. Uh, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll see you out on Twitter, and we'll talk to you again soon. Great. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, loyal littles. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Rup Sharma from Cincinnati, Ohio, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Debbie Mittman, for coming on to the Loyal Littles Podcast. How much fun was that, Roxy? So much fun. She is... Delightful. She's a pisser. I love it. Delightful. Delightful. All right, let's get to the Friday Five. Bobby Gottfried, if you didn't see the post, well, obviously you did on Smart and Funny because he posted some videos along with it. Very Mm -hmm. clever. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. So let's get to the first one. We're all going to answer this one. We're going to... Split these up a little bit uh, for time's sake. Number one, what's the best trophy and why? Is it the Stanley Cup? That's that's terrible. Nice. That's, that's gross. I just almost threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, <laughs> it, but, so it can be anything. Simon, yeah. what do you got? That, I mean, it's the World Cup, obviously. <laughs> the, the football World Cup. I mean, it actually, because unlike you know you guys with your World Championships, yes, I'm doing air quotes because you can't see it. Uh, <laughs> this the World Cup actually does involve all of the world. So yeah. That's why. All right, what do you got, Roxy? Well, first of all, Bobby, I'm so glad somebody has such enthusiasm for hockey. So good for you for taking on that role. My answer, Chuck gave me a trophy in 2016 when I was doing my dream job, and it's an Oscar, (laughs) a fake Oscar, but an Oscar, and the plaque says, Best Rocket, and my name 2016. And I was so afraid the other ladies were going to get so jealous. No, they it. thought it was and so cute. Can we go back to the Bobby thing? I mean, what about Debbie Mittman? She has season freaking tickets to the Washington Capitals. That's true. That's amazing. That's so. true. Anyway, I don't really have a trophy. Like, what's the best trophy? It's definitely not the Tony Award. I it's If y'all have never seen it, they're so cheesy. They're cheap and they're like, I don't know. <laughs> Because when we held the Oscar, the real Oscar, yeah, that, that was pretty was, amazing. That was so, a piece of metal. I mean, I guess I'll go, because I don't really like the baseball one either. With all the flags, it just can break so easy. I don't know. So I guess I'll go with the Oscar. All right. There that's you number go. two, Roxy. All right. Number two, what's the best victory celebration you've ever been a part of? I'm going to say I happened. This is how lucky I was. Our tour schedule for High School Musical, don't judge. Uh, when I was on tour with High School Musical, we happened to get to Boston. It must have been like two or three days after they won the 2007 World Series. So I was there for the parade. Wow. So I got to be at the 2007 World Series Victory Parade in Boston. Absolutely amazing. Did I know and this? I don't know. You do now. Wow. Okay. Way, to bring, way to bring it back around. To the I've rest got, of right. I've got, <laughs> lots of, I've got lots of videos. So, and it was great. Yeah, it was such a great. That was such a fun team, too. So, All right. Number three, what is the most impulsive thing you've ever done? So, Roxy, this is yours, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, this was more of like an on, on a whim kind of thing, but I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And I said, yes, I was cut from an audition. And... Actually, the woman who was our officiant at our wedding, she was also at the audition, got cut as well. She comes up to me. I only knew her from auditioning a million times, but she comes up to me and she says, hey, what are you doing in like the next hour or so? And I said, really nothing. And she said, okay, great. You're going to come with me and you're going to audition for the Honey Taps. And that's the tap group that I am currently a part of. And I gave so that's around. how it all started? That's how it all started. I wow. just happened wow. to be right place, right time, didn't have anything to do. And she was like, hey, come come try out for this. And I said, cool, okay. I really don't know much about it, but here we go. 
And the and rest I've, is history. I've booked it. All right. Number four. Have you ever broken something valuable? Did you fix it? Pretend it didn't happen? Blame someone else? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've broken a ton of hearts in my life. So. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> I mean, that counts, right? I mean, Bobby, that counts, sure. right? All right, Simon, what do you got? No, I, I would say I've had my heart broken, which is very valuable. I wasn't able to fix it. I've <laughs> consistently pretended it didn't happen and uh, always blame, blame so. my ex for it. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, so you got it me. all covered there. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Answering all those questions in one. That's fantastic. Wow. All right, Roxy, what do you got? I, I guess I've broken some hearts, too. Wow. So I'm the only one that gets broken up. Oh, with. Cool. no. I was usually Which, the one that got their funny heart fact, broken. Funny fact, I've actually only ever been broken up with. I've never broken up with anyone. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm Seriously? The, I'm the same way. Actually, true that's story. not true. I broke up with you a couple times, Chuck. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look at us now. Anyway, moving that's, on. That's for episode Number five. What's number five? Let's <laughs> look go. Look at us now. All right, number five. Oh, Simon, this one's for you. This is your solo one. What's your favorite crossover event? It can be real or fictional. Sports, entertainment, music, literature, the sky's the limit. Okay, so as I may have mentioned before, I randomly played American football in the UK at university. But I'm a big cricket guy as well, but I couldn't do both. But once all the seasons have finished, I uh, organized a cricket game between the cricket C team and our American football team. And we wore all of our shoulder pads and all that stuff and played cricket against an actual cricket team. And uh, so that's kind of a crossover. Best thing is we beat them. So uh, wow. very nice. embarrassing for the actual cricketers to get beaten by. <laughs> so wait, you beat them dressed in football. football uniforms? Yeah. Yeah. American wow. football uniforms. Wow. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. that, I was not going there with that question. I was thinking uh, something, let's see, Roxy, you had something fun. You said something Flintstones like... Meet Flintstones meet the Jetsons. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's classic. That seems like, like a more reasonable answer. And yeah. didn't like the Brady Bunch crossover with somebody or something? I don't think so. No, I thought the Brady Bunch... I used to watch soap like maybe, operas with... Maybe the Partridge Family. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Mm, I don't okay, think I'm so. I'm showing my age. Let's get... No, I... Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> All right, you two. Uh, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to run on over. Don't walk. Run on over to iTunes and Apple. Well, if you can, because that's even if this is posted on Apple, because Apple kind of sucks lately. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. Yeah, there's been a lot of problems with Apple. Hopefully there was no problems getting this podcast and give us a good rate and review. And once again, we'd like to thank Debbie Mittman for coming on as our Meet the Littles guest this episode. And we'd also like to thank Roop Sharma. And Sean Morrissey for our bumpers this week. All right, you two, let's get out of here. And remember, everyone, if you're out shopping online tonight, use the code. Use the code. It's coming home. What is that smell? (laughs) (laughs) The truth is everywhere. Truth is everywhere Sometimes I'm too blind to see But the truth is everywhere The truth is I don't know The truth is I don't know The truth is I may never know The truth is I don't know The truth is that the truth is just a choice To listen to the space between the noise Truth is there is love and hate 
by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.